For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking about podcasts. <laughs> We're talking about itty bitty podcasts. Podcasts. Merry mini Monday, Chunkies. I'm Carter. Doge. Jordan. Um, guys, what you streaming? Ooh, kicking it You're off. Kicking it off right. some streaming. Hey, I don't know okay. what I'm streaming this week, but I know what I'm streaming tonight, the night that we record. Yeah. When this comes, when this goes live Monday, there's going to be many eps of this show watched I will already, already by your chunks. I will already be done with the season. Share with Queer us. Queer Eye season three starts tonight. Guys. And I am ready to sob like a baby. Here's my question. Is there a kinder group of individuals in the entire world? Than those five dudes? No. <sighs> I really don't think so. And it seems so genuine. Yeah. Like, I think one of the things I was worried about, because what's funny is I, I grew up on... Like there was an the older original. version of this because yeah. I would watch it with my parents uh, and we always loved it. And I was like, man, I really hope that they don't try too hard to look nice. Like as if they're like not genuine. Yeah. Right. But yeah. these guys have continued to feel genuine. And there's like a lot of really big issues yeah. that are basically themed around each episode. That yeah. Are, well, it's and it's educational almost. The first time I watched it, my my fear was that it was going to be like, oh, they're just trying so hard to like change lives. Right. And I don't feel like they are. They're just the nicest, no. the most genuine people. Yeah. And I, for me, that was what made me keep watching every episode. Like, yep. I th think the thing that changes lives is how genuine they are. Yeah. It's like 100%. An, an encounter with genuine selfless kindness is enough to change somebody's life. Yeah. Yep. I think it's awesome. And uh, so in terms of my streaming right now, there's a lot of I mean, is the spring really big for, for shows coming back? I think back? so. I, I think, think spring so, yeah. and fall tend right? to be heavy with I, I've, shows because I'm usually more of a movie person I say usually because things are changing culturally yeah. and probably a big deal in again. my home um, I haven't been as familiar with what to expect like when to expect big things happening right yeah. but like Game of Thrones all this kinds of stuff Barry season 2 is the end oh, of this month man I'm streaming season 1 as recommended by Doge yeah you are oh my goodness yeah this is recommended so by good. me, grand recommended by Jordan. Oh, yeah, it's a I've grand recommendation. It's a grand recommendation. You recommended it to me. I recommended it to you. You're recommending it to literally millions of people who are listening literally to our voices millions. right now. <laughs> literally millions. At this point, it's a hand-me-down, but yeah. it's a darn good one. Yeah, it's it's really good. good I'm streaming that right now, and I'm very, very much enjoying it. I'm about halfway through mm. 
Um, yeah. Bill Hader is oh showing gosh. some. He's Dude stretching a little bit more than I thought he could. Emmy for that, right? He did, and it's yeah. year one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Didn't he also win for directing or not directing? Writing. He helped know. write it. He won two. Yeah. He, he writes, directs, and stars. Yeah, he's amazing. He is so talented. I know. And it is definitely dark comedy. Yeah. Totally. Um, it is an R rating for sure. Oh, so goodness. It's yeah, not anything yeah. you can just really jump into because there's some deep stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it goes a lot deeper than I thought a comedy starring Bill Hader would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know? But man is multifaceted, multi-talented apparently. Very, very good. Yeah. Dude, very, rules. very good. We are we are brain deep in our second watch through of Game of Thrones to get prepped for the final <sighs> season. So that's that's pretty More much. More like brand deep. Uh, brand hey deep. Hey, hey yeah. now. Ooh. This Ooh, is, layers. Dreams right? are made of. Oh, Game of Thrones <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're we're getting prepped for that final season yep. on April 14th. Five yep. C's. I um something really cool. We I think the three of us would say maybe our top theater experiences Alamo Draft House. Oh my Easy. goodness. Yeah. Shout out to Alamo Draft House. Guys, yeah. they have a thing during spring break, had a thing during spring break where all teachers could go for free. No yeah. way. That's uh, awesome. And that included professors. So I got to go. Son? Took a long lunch, saw Alita Battle Angel. Mm-hmm. How is it? Guys, it's great. Really? I enjoyed I'm it really, so really much. Interested Interesting. In it. I really did. It's like how the when I saw Pacific Rim Okay. Yeah. It were the it was those feelings. Yeah. So it's like, but and there's a little bit of a cliffhanger. So we're expecting more from this, and it's making enough money that I think they're going to keep going forward. Yeah. But interesting. Um. But yeah, speaking of making money, box office ball. Just check that out online. We won't talk too much about it here. I'm almost a billion dollars ahead, but I had a really early start. I had a lot of big movies early. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's going to be some catching up that can definitely happen. I don't like, think a movie, it's like a movie's not... Uh, right, and unexpected doing, things that happen. doing what I really thought it was going you know, to You know, like when you go over to a friend's house and he's like, let's play this game I made up, but all the rules are set up so that he wins. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks like for inviting no, a force field. <laughs> Thanks for like, inviting us to play box office ball harder. <laughs> this is just a catalyst year. It's a learning experience. And then y'all will be ready. This is like, I'm the sensei and you're, it's a long 365 days. Splinter. Of training. Perfect. And I'm Leo and Donatello and Raphael and Doge is Michelangelo. Something and Mikey's Pizza. And yes. Mikey's Pizza. <laughs> yeah. Something that's really fun about Box Office Ball is it does kind of give us a little more intimate look than we normally would at how much earnings yeah, it's every movie is getting yeah. that we have for these things. Like I know replicas shut down at about $4 million. Like it's not making any more money because <laughs> yeah. it's out of theaters now. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so this is what to expect for uh B plus list actor yeah. that's in a action type movie. Yeah. But John Wick 3 will make, make more we'll make money than every, a lot of money. every one of the dollars. I'm really, really hoping that Dark Phoenix is a dark horse for me. I really do. I mean, I'm, I think it's going to make. I personally am not interested at all yeah. in that movie or really any of the X Men movies sans Logan. But yeah, a fun conversation we had before we started recording. Uh, probably the biggest blockbuster of the year mm. in Avengers uh, Endgame, none of us really have actors credited in that. We all went, yeah, 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 we all went with assumptions. So there's and a there's good chance- there's still no promise that any of these people are going to be in this movie. That if two of the three or only one of the three get that- Oh, that's going to be- That's going to run away with it. Game, tides, game sure. changer. Um, you guys both have Star Wars at the end of the year though? Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't have I Star do. Wars. And we have Hobbs and Shaw. And you don't. And I don't have I don't have Hobbs and Shaw or Star Wars. So. That's going to be a big best deal. case scenario for yeah. you is Tom Holland is the only one credited in Endgame. 
Chris Pratt isn't. Samuel L. Jackson isn't. That's that's your best case scenario. Yeah. Like yeah. you're the only one getting money. But I've for also that. got Far From Home for him as well. Yeah, I do too. And I got Tom Hanks for the I Mr. Do, Rogers. Movie. I do as long as I my looked mi- more Michael into that. And I think hunch. that's going to be great. I got Tom it's Hanks for Mr. Season. Rogers. Yeah. I've got you've I've got, got Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds for Pikachu. Pikachu could be the surprise, like man, hundreds just, of million dollars. I need Pikachu. Mm, you know what I need? What do you need to talk about? Bird. <gasps> yeah. The Star Wars Ball. <laughs> I thought you said to talk about birds. I love birds. I love birds. I've got one birthday for today, guys. And she is royalty, royalty, royalty. Nice. 49 (laughs) years old today for this Oscar-nominated actress. While some of her top films were musicals, this first lady has displayed some legitimate acting chops and over 90 credits to her name. Who are we talking about? I'm intentionally making these a little bit harder. I was yeah, listening no, back no. to some of the other mini Mondays and y'all are just killing it. Giving some time for the listener to maybe be shouting this at Yeah. If you if you're shouting, please right shout now. louder. Royalty, royalty, royalty. 49 years old today for this Oscar-nominated actress. While some of her top films were musicals, this first lady has displayed some legitimate acting chops in over 90 credits to her name. I feel like it's the woman that plays Princess Buttercup in Princess Bride. But I can't remember. Robin Wright? That's wrong? Robin Wright, yeah. Okay. I get the First Lady reference. She's she's got to be older than 49, though. Yeah. I think so. I have no idea. I'm out. Hold on. You can have my guess. I'll give you my guess. Thank you. It's like in Smash Brothers when yeah. you're giving a stock back. Give you a stock. That's that selfless kindness that changes lives, Dude, like we were talking about uh, earlier. Lives are changed right before my eyes. I don't know. Queen Latifah. Oh. oh. I do want to she talk about how I the gave first you lady my of stock rap. and then you just squandered it. I, I, said, I don't know. And then you're like, wait a second. And yeah. then you didn't know? Yeah, yeah I jumped right First lady map. of hip hop. Okay. Queen Latifah. Uh, Oscar nominated for Chicago. Right. Chicago and Hairspray were some of her bigger credits. Um, but she's in a ton of Best stuff. Best picture winning Chicago. Right? Big time. I know her mostly as the female mammoth from Ice Age. What oh. is up with you and Ice Age, man? You gotta Ice stop Age knowing fan. Ice Age stuff. Chelsea's a, family's big Ice I'm Age fans big too. Big Ice Age head, guys. I love it. huge Ice head. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, sixty-four years young for this actor and family to the podcast. There is more than a good chance that he'll take it pretty hard when he discovers that while his acting career has been truly iconic, he's been dead this whole time. The final hint. 64, really twisted me. 64 years young for this actor. Family. And family to the podcast. There is more than a good chance that he'll take it pretty hard when he discovers that. I mean, it's Bruce Willis. It's Bruce Willis. (laughs) Yeah. How is he family to the podcast? Willis. That's your last name, isn't it? Wow, guys. Nice to know me. I was like, this is going to be the best part of this. Hold on. I was just, looking for a Fast go, and Furious Got to go edit your name in my phone. Put the I right thought it was Wallace this whole time. Oh, Carter yes. Wallace. <laughs> wow. Why does that change me so much? My personality changes. What if that's your first name? Just hyphenated. Carter, Carter Wallace Willis. Carter Wallace Willis. Uh, and yet, so far, turning 72 tomorrow... Bruce's birthday's tomorrow, too. Mm. This actress has been snubbed now seven times by the Academy. She'll Mm -hmm. be okay, though. Some of her most memorable work has been centered and concentrated around cruelty. Glenn Close. Glenn Mm. Close. And yet so far, it's very good. And yet so far. 
Seven times she lost out. Goodness gracious. This year. Again. Again. She's never won? No. She's never won. She's got no statue. Not even Seven for nominations. Cruella. Not even for Cruella. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Cruella. Ooh. Man, segways on segways this episode. As we Paul, prepare Paul for one of the one of the most fun things. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Ew! One of the <laughs> one of the most fun things about diving into a series about Disney classic movies, mm, yeah, which mm-hmm. there's tons of them. I had so much fun just researching in general everything that's about to happen because yeah. it's a culture. Like there's just oh my gosh, yeah, I'm there's so way excited. more trivia about Aladdin for tomorrow than there is about Run the Top, <laughs> right? Like, like Shocking there's, no there's pages yeah. on pages of trivia, um, and. Disney, as any good franchise, does villains really well. True. And so something that we've collaborated on and that uh, will be live on the website today um, for the Disney Dozen is uh, something we're going to call the Disney Villain Diagram. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. And it's it's a three-circled, is that what you would say? Sure. Yeah. Three-circled Venn Diagram. It's just my nerdiness in terms of like taking a break from writing a dissertation to only do more research, but research that's a little more fun like to me. fun research. You fun know, research. some, some yeah. fun research. Um, and so shout research. out. Nice. When you see that Venn Diagram, that Valin Diagram, mm. it's a hidden Mickey. The whole thing. That's why I chose oh, three. It's all a hidden Mickey. It's Kingdom all we'll get more, a hidden we'll get Mickey. More bonuses. Uh, we're not going to dive too much into it. We're just going to uh, use this as just a little two or three minutes per these episodes that come out to kind of say, where do we think villains fall on that? And I was talking to Jordan uh, and Doge about this, and we've got three different categories that we have um, good villains falling into. Those are broad, brutal, and brilliant, Mm -hmm. okay? So broad, and a lot of this was for alliteration, so we want to explain a little bit. You gotta alliterate. How would you explain broad, Jordan? So uh, something with Disney villains that tends to differentiate the the two different types here um, are... You know, some of them are more personal, uh, you know, think like a, spoilers, I guess, but think like a Clayton from Tarzan. His right. his vendetta is essentially against Tarzan and his world alone. Yep. Yeah. And then you've got like a, uh, like an, like a, let, let's say like a Jafar, since we're going to talk about it tomorrow. Somebody who's got his, his sight set a, a little more universal, a little yeah. more global, a little more world domination type yeah. thing. I would call that a more broad villain yep. versus a highly personal and specific villain. Yep. Yeah. So that's sort of the big differentiation is, is this a personal vendetta? Is this a small scale villainy? Or is this a, I want to take over the world type situation? So that's what right. the broad category. And then means. we go we go into brutal, mm. which how would you describe that, Doge? Yeah, we would describe brutal as the willingness to embrace lethal force. Yeah. Uh, I think a great example example of that would be somebody like Shere Khan yeah. who is quite willing to eat Mowgli and his friends. Yes. Much versus, like a tiger would be. <laughs> versus <laughs> To uh, character. Versus somebody like uh, what's his name? King John from Prince John, yeah. Prince John from, right. from Robin Hood. Also a tiger? No, he's a lion. lion. He's a lion because he's King Richard's brother. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But versus somebody like him who's kind of just goofy. Not the character goofy but the personality trait. He's kind of goofy. And Spoiler. kind of just yucks his way through being a villain of a movie. Yep, That's true. And For the sure. last category is brilliant. Carter, mm. do you want to shed some light? Yes. Brilliant doesn't necessarily mean like Professor X. Sure. Or or someone who's just the cerebral oh, that's the word villainous figure. <clears throat> brilliant really just means someone who they may not be the smartest person in the world, but they're very likely the smartest in the room often. Mm. And so 
Um, this would be someone who's manipulative, conniving. There's a lot that fall into that. Um, specifically, a brilliant one that I think of is Scar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of his evilness comes from just the power to persuade. Yeah. And Disney just villain. have others, so many others. When he's surrounded by idiots. He's surrounded by idiots. And so he, someone who recognizes, recognizes and can take control of their intelligence. Mm, so yeah. uh, if you get all three of those, we're guessing maybe they're more of a threat to most people people in the world. Sure. Yeah. I think a perfect example of that, since we're not covering this movie, would be Maleficent. Yeah. She's yeah. brutal. She's brilliant. And she wants to dominate. And yeah. so she is sort of the quintessential, all three together as this horrifying villainous figure. Yep. There's another person that I would say fits into that, that I don't want to talk about because we're going to get to this person in one of the movies we're talking about. Right. Um, one of my all-time favorite Disney villains. Awesome. So. Awesome. So we'll be excited to come back uh, reference that villain, di- villain diagram. Uh, and we would love to hear your feedback on that too. Once yeah. that goes live, do you think someone shouldn't be placed where they are? Do you think we should add some? We'll be adding some later in our Two Chunks lives. But to end this, uh, I really want to talk quickly. Um, well, first I'll mention what's coming out this weekend is Us. Mm-hmm. Um, and as with horror movie trailers, I feel like a lot of the horror genre, and y'all can tell me otherwise, um, doesn't usually give too much away. Because right, sometimes yeah. with horror yeah. genre, the reveal of the ultimate bad that is the thing. Is the yeah. thing, and it's not going to be in the trailer. You're right. selling people on the vibe of the movie in a right. horror trailer. Exactly. Yeah. But and so I, I know where you're going because in true Jordan Peele fashion, that's one of the first things that we get a glimpse at in these trailers. Yep. So uh I'm pretty excited because if he's revealing what our fear is at the beginning, yep. where's this movie gonna go? Exactly. And so it's the the art of the trailer and manufacturing that is sometimes underestimated or underappreciated yeah. until you're burned by one. And so sure. Jordan had brought something up recently about basically like, and I guess if we, if we want to name this bit, we can call it red light, green light. But yeah. how would you how would you say you get burned by a trailer? To you, like, is it when it gives too much? Is there anything else besides that that just makes it like unattractive to you? Yeah, I think that sometimes there are movies that I feel like are going to be pretty good that end up having a bad trailer come out that can off-put, sort of. Right. Um, but the biggest thing for me is just if you're giving away things that seem like they're too big in your trailer... Right, then what's the point of spending the money to go and experience it? Right, exactly. Um, so spoilers are a big thing, but it it can be hard to discern that sometimes. Yeah. You and know? before we started recording, we were kind of talking about, like, what were some of the trailers that really stood out to us as if we could, we would have warned people to not watch. Yeah, Josh has a good answer for this. Oh, Josh, yeah. what's that? Batman versus Superman. That's the movie that burned me on trailers because there was the the first trailer, which was basically just basically just Bruce in the armored bat suit shining a shining the bat signal onto Superman. Cut to black, release date. That's everything. That's all I need to know about that movie. Yeah. Um, but then the second trailer is when they showed Doomsday and when they showed Wonder Woman and kind of just revealed that the third act of the movie was going to be a big CG mess. Yeah. And presented that as, hey, this is the spectacle that you guys are all going to want to see this February. Yeah, yeah. And that that's when I started to get a bad feeling about that movie. And then the trailer just revealed too much and undercut the dramatic stakes of the whole movie the entire time I was watching it. Yeah, and that's not the first time DC has done something like that. The yeah. Aqu- Aquaman footage, there was actually 11 minutes of movie footage that was released <laughs> through those six or seven trailers that that's they did for Aquaman. What? And so they... They gave so much. Holy but then holy. on the other end too, I mean, yeah, part of the reason why we had a bad feeling a few weeks ago about Aladdin 
the new live action they gave Aladdin. Us a bad trailer. There were bad trailers. The most yeah. recent one was actually great. I, g- I watched the most recent one after watching the 1992 animated one, and I'm not excited for the movie now. Right. But I'm not. It doesn't disgust me as much as it right. did. With sure, the you can yeah. see that it could still yeah. possibly make still a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. One trailer that I saw recently that I thought was done really well, outside of what the Russo brothers always do with any of the Marvel movies that they do, they're only giving us a taste. Like, I mean, it's we were just saying Chris Pratt, Tom Holland, so Spider Man, Star Lord, and Nick Fury. We none of them are know. credited in this movie, we so we really don't, know. don't yeah. know. We technically don't know if they're going to be in it. But have y'all seen the trailer for Frozen Two? No. Yes. Guys, it is so dark and intense and really all it is, and I would I would go watch it. Okay. All it is is Elsa like trying to run out into the ocean and freezing it. It's it's really incredible yeah. CGI of like freezing it and trying Beautiful to run animation. up over the waves and it's just so looming and you're like what is going on? And it's just got people's interest so peaked See, right now. I would, I would actually, I watched that trailer and then I looked at Jess and said, that might be one of the worst trailers I've ever no seen. No way. So it, because open all to it interpretation. Is, all it is, is just set pieces. It's just spectacle. You know what I mean? And it, right. it, it sells me on the vibe of the movie, but I think there's a middle ground. Like you can, you can tend toward spectacle that reveals nothing and spectacle that reveals everything. And I feel like those are two sides of a pendulum and you want to be in the yeah. middle of like, we need to reveal something. Like if I pick up... Does that happen in a teaser most of the time though? Or would you say it's a different law it, for teasers? It's probably the first trailer. And I would say that's a teaser. Like okay, a teaser okay. would be something that just... Because I like, totally get what like you're saying. vibes and stuff. But like I agree. A first trailer, I think a great example of a trailer that sells me on a movie and gives away part of the premise is the very first trailer for The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. which, which is Luke, the voiceover of him in the cave. I think it's time for the Jedi to end. And that voice trail, that voiceover is just carried throughout the whole movie yeah. with different clips from the movie. And that's an excellent trailer because right. it gives us a sense of what the core conflict is going to be. gives us a sense of the different places the story is going to take us, but it doesn't give away the order of events in any way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, two chunks are open to being your outlet for a lot of information. So we love this stuff. We love talking about this stuff all the yeah. time. Uh, if you ever want to email us and be like, Hey, I'm really pumped about X. A trailer just came out. Do you think I should watch it? And based off of our different criteria, we might be able to tell you yay or nay, yeah. whatever you want. But we'd love to have just more opportunity to talk about movies. Yeah. So, okay, to close out this episode, we've talked a little bit about our categories for the villain diagram, mm-hmm. the Disney villain mm-hmm. diagram. Mm-hmm. Brutal, broad, brilliant. If you were to go up against any villain, we're not going to name what the villain is or anything like that. What would be the last category or the last aspect of that villain that you would want to go up? What, what is the most intimidating to you? So I'm Carter and mine would be brilliant. I think the villains in cinema that I have feared the most are the ones that can get the upper hand on me and persuade me without my own control. Um, or if I am against them, if, I, if they are my antagonist, um, I don't think I would ever feel comfortable so mine would be, I don't really want to mess with a brilliant villain. Fair enough. I'm Doge, and I'm also going to go with brilliant for much of the same reasoning. I think it's the the most compelling villains are the ones that you kind of get that third act twist of like, oh no, they've been in control this whole time because they planned it out because they're brilliant. Uh, I'm Jordan, and for me personally, if I'm the one going head to head, the last thing I want is a broad villain because I don't want to have to worry about the entire world while I'm also trying to fight <laughs> like, a villain. Fair enough. Not interested in that. Yeah, a lot of weight on your all. shoulders. It's too much. <laughs> if they get past me, <clears throat> the world ends. All of the chunkies are gone. You can't, you don't want that. 
Yeah, I panic when the light turns yellow and I don't know if I should hit the brakes or not. No, that's the worst (laughs) feeling. You know, it would be just too much. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.